Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on, people, live with me where the light has never shone. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds, speaking in a foreign tongue. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life. This is my life, this is my life, this is my life. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 59. And I mean, come on, 59, Tyler Bertuzzi. What's going on, everyone? The boys are back in action. Actually, BTB is down bad right now. So it's just <laughs> um, Tom and I tonight, Roberto and uh, Mace are out um, for tonight. They're on the IR. Um, so, Tom, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? You mentioned Tyler Bertuzzi, and he was actually watching, or not watching, he actually scored tonight. They did lose 4-1 to the Ottawa Senators, but he picked up his 26th tuck, Jim. That's cool, bro. Four, four away from 30. Things are good. You know what I did tonight? And I think you've tried this before, and I mentioned I, I haven't done yoga in three years now. We did it as a team my last year midget, but Brett and his girlfriend introduced me to hot yoga, okay? So the place is called Power Yoga Canada in LaSalle, and it, it was something that I've never experienced before. You're like, you're basically stretching for a full hour, and you need to make sure you get a lot of hydration in you throughout the day, because it, it basically like I was jumped in the pool. That's how sweaty I was. Tarps were off. It was phenomenal. My body loves me right now. Okay. I worry I haven't worked out today, but then I went to yoga tonight. My golf game, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, no more no more tiger back, no more ribbon uh, situation. I'm going to be good for the bench balls. But I did a little bit of yoga tonight. My Leafs suck. Jay's baseball is back. Just tons of stuff going on. And the Adewale posting some pictures today on Twitter, getting us getting us going for the golf season. I'm not sure if you saw those. A little bit of a nice tease. Yeah, I did. Uh, Idy does look uh, good. Um, I'm hearing rumors that uh, Cedar Green may be opening up very yeah. shortly. We're talking What's Friday, I'm hearing. You know, I, I they always do open quite early. I mean, as soon as I can get on a golf course, uh, is it, let's make it happen. Is it a little bit unrealistic, though? Like, there's still quite a bit of snow. I know it's been, like, going to be nice this week, but it's going to be awfully wet, no? It's going to be wet, but, I mean... Doesn't Who cares? Matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's CG, CG play whenever. Doesn't yeah. Matter. Yeah. CG just though. to go out and play golf. Yeah. Yeah. Things are good. And That's it's good. It's getting a little sad because we are in the last couple weeks of our university career. And let me tell you, the time just flew by. Like, yeah. I, it, I, I thought about it the other day and I was just like, the classes that we have taken together and like, even in first year, second year, and you just think back, it's like, that was so long ago. That's what it feels like, but it's only been a year and a half, two years since, like, you know, we were in those classes together starting out university. So crazy, crazy. It's crazy ride, crazy ride. Yeah, I, 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 it's hard to believe um, that I'm not going to be going to hell you, but at the same time, it's exciting to be done. Um, you really you got more. The, you got more school coming up. But. I do, yeah. But you really get the feeling after four years, like you know, you know, it it does go by fast. But at the same time, you're you're ready to go. Um, most 
well, I wouldn't say most. I feel ready to go. I'm not sure about you, Tom. Oh yeah, uh, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready. Get, I'm ready to get out of there. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of there. I'm done. Uh, I'm capped out. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I'm in two be, classes. It'll be interesting. It, it'll be interesting to compare um, university experiences. I'm very interested to see how different NIP is, even though it's only an hour away. And I think my okay. prediction is it's going to be like, vastly different. What do you think? Like, it's going to be different about it. Just like the the like resources, the way they teach and stuff like that. I re, I would say it's similar, like class size, that kind of stuff. But I would say like the resources that are there, like they got a basically brand new library, a new student building. Um, there's a there's a bunch going on. I'm excited to take in. I'll be an avid NIPU sports fan. Anything North Bay sport, probably go watch a lot of battalion games and that stuff. So, yeah, nice. I, I but. I also, uh, not to cut you off, I also dropped my clubs off today at discount to get all regripped. Oh, you're so going I, regripped, yeah. All regripped, a little bit of midsize. I mean, you know, I think my hands grew a little bit, a little bit stronger. So I needed to. No, I had like wedges, dude, that were like still the stock grip from like two years ago. My putter was like toast. And I had a hybrid that was like different because it was like Demis's old one. So I just said, enough's enough. Let's do them all. Didn't you get that putter regripped not too long? Yeah, midway through the summer, but it's it was. Like the top part was like coming off and it was like peeling. It was, I think it was poorly done. I'm not sure who did it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so I needed to get it done, but I was in there with Brent. He's like, I think it's time for you to get a new putter. I said, listen, there's no way. There's never a chance I'm getting a new putter. Yeah. This thing for is, you, it'd be hard to get rid of the two ball. It is. It's just in my wrist. I just, it just clicks. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm looking to add a driving iron. I think to the golf. Bag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm really looking into it, like so, heavy research. Okay, so what do you what have you been looking at? Because I was there today, and Brett's like, let's just add it to your list of regrips, and then you'll just pay the bill when you get your regrips. Because I was looking at the title list to go with my iron irons, like the U five ten, I think, like yeah, last yeah. year's. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a two iron or three iron, but I was looking at like different, not like stiff shaft, like different grams, because like it was like heavier. I was gonna go on with like lighter. So I'm like, I don't know, like some of them is a brick. Like, I think Brett has like 110, 115 grams mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. like the shaft. I'm like, that mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I was looking like at 90 or 80. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good addition. Like, think of the Ottawa, how many times you're going to hit it. That's what I mean. And like, I'm kind of over having a hybrid. I know. Um, I don't like, I don't like taking a hybrid out on, you know, hole two or hole five to tee it up in the, for the first shot. Like, I yeah, wouldn't mind no, I, 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 that's what I was kind of like looking for more of like an iron feel, but I know hybrid, hybrid, it's better out of the rough. It'll get you out of the rough better. Yeah. Maybe just keep both in the bag. I don't use my 58 degree wedge, so maybe I'll keep the hybrid ditch the, right. the 58. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm, have you been looking like looking, that? So I've been looking on like online is crazy to find, like you can't find, um, like irons on like the stock sites, like, no. like a no. Titleist site or anything. you have to golf town, like has like maybe like 10, but, but you don't know what you're getting either though. Like, that's true. You know, I was looking, I've been looking on like Facebook marketplace and okay. there's like these brand new, they got like brand new driving irons that are decently priced. But okay. the problem is we live in Sudbury. Nobody wants to ship. So we'd have to like make a trip to go and get it. I don't know if that's right. worth the trip. So yeah. Um, also if we lived in the States, Amazon has 
like golf, any golf club in the world you want, Amazon has. It's crazy. It's actually, it's actually insane. Um, if, but the one I've been looking at, Tom, is yeah, Wilson, Wilson Staff. Okay. It is disgusting. Cam Keenan okay. has it. Yes, I Connor Chesney has it too. I call it the Gary. It is disgusting. How nice yeah. that thing is. So Connor Chesney had it, has it like a, a Wilson Staff one too. And I hit it last year. And it's like a little bit heavier than like a regular shaft. But when you put this in your hand, it's like you're literally, it feels like a seven iron. But when you hit it, it goes like 220. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. And it felt so good. And it's like, I could, there's none of that at discount. And the, the ones that discount were like the demo prices from like, you don't know like what the demos are worked on. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's And like the difference tough. of a two iron and three iron, two iron is so much skinnier than a three. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, what, what do you do? Like, I was looking, I was looking at the, the different lofts and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, so we'll be on the high. I think that that I think that's a type of club though that you need to like try from a buddy. Yeah, multiple times at the range before you purchase it because you're not gonna spend like you could spend four or five hundred dollars on a driver that's brand new and like be confident Figured that you'll be able to hit it. Hit yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like the two iron, and, and you're dumping like a two iron is not cheap. Three hundred. Like, it's bucks, over. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at over least two hundred for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we'll be on the pro. We'll I'm, I'm, I want to get one though. If anyone's got driving on, they're willing to part ways with, you know, we got two guys looking for one at BTB. Uh-huh. So I think does Mace have one? I don't know. I don't know. Jackal uh, just bought one, but like I said, he yeah. hits like a but 110 that, but, gram shaft but, one. But that is like a legit two iron. Like it, it goes with the rest of his bag. It doesn't have like a back on it or anything. Like does it? It yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. A, a legit iron. So that's iron. hard to hit. That's oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, no chance. My swing, will not, my swing will not be able to it's do just that. It's just a, yeah, it's a P790, but just um, a regular, like, iron. Have, he like, also any- bought a, a G4 golf bag. Wait till you see this thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I've heard, I've heard of that before. It's uh, a little bit like a camo. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, Jacko's bag. It's yeah, just... I think it's the last year with my bag. My bag's on its last legs, too, so I, I think. I'll... We're in full-on golf talk right now. Do you think Danawal's going to have bags on sale? They must. They always do, eh? Like, you don't oh, want yeah. the logo in the patch? Oh, yeah, they'll have those there for sure. I think I might get one of those again. Yeah, I might I might look at that, too. Um, They got, yeah, they got, they'll have a bunch of stuff. I ordered, um, I told you I ordered those golf balls. Um, I, was, I forget how much, it, I think four dozen. So and I got to the moon on it. So watch so, out if you're playing the Idol, then you see Pro V1Xs with to the moon on it. You know where it I, came from. I might, I was thinking of doing the same. It's a little bit late now, but if I was to do it, me and Brett always watch like this one streamer that, that plays Fortnite, Courage JD. And like he like died early in the game and like Ninja was like yelling at him and he kept on yelling PVO, PVO, PVO. And we're like, what the hell does PVO mean? And he goes, positive vibes only. So it's like our new thing to always say PBO. And it's like, that's pretty cool to have on a golf ball. Cause it's yeah. like, you're well, pissed you and you can, look down. April you 15th. Still can? April 15th. Oh. So talk to Jacko. Th- did they ding your chip? I'm sure they did. I haven't, I haven't got my statement yet. And how much was it again? You get three dozen? It's uh, it's buy three, get one free. Okay. So it and it was probably one X. Like 200 something bucks. Yeah. Probably one X. And should I yeah. call pro shop? You can just email them. Okay. There's actually uh, on the newsletter. You can actually check it out. We are in full-on golf talk right now. Sorry, dude. Um, on episode 50. This is unbelievable. 
Um, yeah, so sorry for everyone that's not into golf. I think we have a lot of golf listeners, so I think they'll they'll enjoy it. But yeah, there's a little golf talk for you, ladies and folks. Uh, ladies and folks, oh my god, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, well, Tom, let's go uh, to me. Your performers. Who do you got? Okay. I got the goaltender from the U18 AAA team for the Sioux Greyhounds. Okay. Charlie Burns is his name. He won top goaltender at OHFs. Obviously not the outcome that the Sioux wanted um, at all Ontario's, but to win a top goaltender of all Ontario is pretty impressive. So hopefully, uh, you know, he continues to play hockey at a high level and wish him nothing but the best, but he's my main performer because he was, the Sioux was just in, um all Ontario's this week so I want to get that out okay um good stuff mine so I got a few but mine starts with a guy from North Bay Tom you tweeted this uh tweeted us this today I think it was you no Uh, it wasn't me but I did see that though Nate McDonald from North Bay Ontario plays for Cornell um university he has transferred to Michigan State um university so that is wild stuff seeing a transfer um, in college hockey. So I wanted to give that little shout out okay. there. Um, also, the Sudbury Spartans are starting their 70, 70th anniversary season. So after two years with the pandemic, all this football's back. That's awesome. I believe they're going to have a junior team too. Our boy Desi from the Bruku Sports always gives us updates on the Spartans and stuff. We'll have to go check out a game this summer too uh, to go watch the Spartans play. Always love some good Sudbury Spartans football. And last but not least, Tom, we need to address it. It's not like a me performer thing, but it's a fact that the BTB bump is real. Like, it's an actual real thing. Like, people don't understand. We're going to have to start tweeting exactly when the bumps happen because it's actually ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Dawson Reale was just on our show a few a few episodes yep. ago. He just got a new job. Chris Cacciotti, we had him on two episodes ago. He just got a new job at HSN. Will Aiello, a week after we had him on, he went to uh, CTV Kitchener. Um, that is just to name a few. Cole McKay, who's a regular friend of the show, um, had a hat trick in the suds. I was watching. It was <laughs> wild. I'll address it. We'll talk about it more in, in our OHL update. But that's just... To name a few, like the bump mm-hmm. is re- like Mark, even back when we had Felino on Marcus, he was firing off all cylinders after. He I think he was like the top three person added in fantasy hockey after that. It was ridiculous. Like it's a, actually a real thing. If you like, it's good karma to come on this podcast. I'm telling you, it, it's absolutely wild. Yeah. Tom, you got anything on the bump? All I want to say about the bump is. If you have a guest in mind that we haven't had on yet, let us know. Because sometimes it's like, I'm not going to say it's hard for us because there's a list of, you know, hundreds that we haven't even went through yet. But sometimes if it's like the person needs a little kick me up or, you know, they're a little bit of a drought, we'll have them on. Why not? And one, one team, one team that kind of needs the BTB bump right now, it's a collective bump is the Sudbury Cubs. They're down 3-1 in their series right now to the Sioux Eagles. So, I don't know. Maybe this week with the bump of the interview we have, might get the Cubs going. Yeah, you never know. Is, that, never a little know. Bit, we'll is that a little bit of a teaser there? I don't know. Oh, yeah, a little bit of a teaser. Yeah, good good stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you about our interview shortly. We won't tease just yet who it was. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah all right. Let's uh, move on, ladies. 
uh, and gentlemen to the weekly lift. Obviously, we have to kick it off with the Masters. Now, the Masters is just, it's an unbelievable uh, spectacle. There's literally, like they say, no a tradition like no other. It is a tradition like no other. I was glued to the television for four days. I could not stop watching it. Just thinking about that course, Augusta, everything behind it. Just there's so many good things um, about a Scotty Scheffler, my guy. Scotty Scheffler made me a lot of coin. Uh, he was my pick right from the get-go. Told everyone he was my horse. I had him picked since early March to win the Masters. Um, and he came through almost... Uh, Blundered it on 18, but he got it uh, done. So, Tom, thoughts on the Masters pool? It was actually really nice to watch it with you guys Saturday as well. I never really had a, an experience to watch with my friends uh, a golfing event. I've watched, like, obviously NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, but it was really nice that to be at Maddie's with, you know, all my close friends watching it. And Sunday, it's – there's no better um, event, I would say than watching it like Sunday like that. Mm -hmm. Like the chills that I got from like Scotty coming up on 18 and like even receiving his jacket, like it gives you goosebumps. And I was saying to my brother on the couch, it's like, what did we do wrong to like not be in this situation? <laughs> it's And it's like, obviously it's a far-fetched thing to say, but it's like, these guys are real people. Like yeah. Scotty Scheffler, um, when he won the, uh, what tournament was it? Arnold Palmer, maybe. He won that tournament went home and played a board game for three and a half hours with his wife. Like he, he's a normal human being. And for him to cry like that before Sunday's round, he's just as normal as anybody else. And that's like ridiculous. Cause it's like, what did we do differently? Not to be in like their shoes, obviously like the hard work and whatever else and the talent, I get it. But could you imagine one of us in the lead for a Sunday of the masters? Crazy man. You wouldn't have slept. I wouldn't have slept. I probably would have cried more than Scotty Scheffler did. Yeah. But what a tournament, man. Like it's something I look forward to like every year. And it just makes you appreciate how good these guys are at golf. Like yeah. they can spray one off the tee. And like for us, if we do that, it's probably minimum six, minimum seven, maybe. And they're like making four. Part, yeah. Making, you know, they're punching goals, out yeah, and have yeah. like a wedge of 130 and putting it to two feet. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's unbelievable um, to watch. But, uh, I wanted to face the music a little bit because my picks were so I was gonna get into awful, that actually go awful through the picks. So Tom, you had Speed, DJ, Hovland, and Louis. So Louis Alphabet uh withdrew. Um Speed I actually saw him he I saw him get hurt. It was like the first day, it was like yeah. on hole two. He yeah. dropped down to his knees in the fairway. Yeah. And Speeth uh didn't make the cut. Um, and then DJ and uh and Hovland who didn't DJ learn. looked pretty good Thursday, Friday, and yeah. then well, I don't know what happened there, but so take me take me through Tom. Talk, talk to us about those picks. I, and I you, had, you had you had the first pick and you took speed. Yeah, I know. I mean <laughs> face the music, I guess. Like I like I said before, it's the hardest sport to to bet on, to pick players for, obviously. Um I was actually with Frankie Enzel yesterday playing cards and he said when someone's hot in golf and have won consecutively recently, he's like, you got to pick them to win because like they're going to either win or not even make the cut. Yeah. No, not even make the cut. Right. So it's like Scotty Scheffler has been like the best player all, all year. Obviously we all know that, but golf's just a weird, weird sport when you're on some sort of wave. Like he said, his 
um, emotions were like calm when he got to the golf course after the first shot. Yeah. It was like everything else before that. He's like, when he has yep. a golf club in his hand, he's like, he's settling. Yeah. Yeah. So in your own little world. Yeah. To, to round out the, those um, picks. Um, yeah. Riddle I was bad. Cantley, Thomas, um, Connors and Tiger Woods. I believe everyone made the cut there. So pretty good in terms of everyone making it because no one else did. Because mm-hmm. um, Mason had Ram, who wasn't good at all, Morikawa, and, and McElroy, which, I mean, Rory made a push, but it, it, it didn't really mean anything in, no, at the end yeah. of the day. But still very um, impressive round for him at the end, shooting sure. 60, 64. Sure. And let's talk about those two bunker shots that him and Morikawa had on 18. Unbelievable. Like, it's crazy, craziness. Crazy. Whatever I've never you can do, like I can do before. better. Yeah. Never seen anything like that before. Um, I had Scotty, Cam Smith, Shoffley, Answer, Shoffley and Answer. I'm shocked didn't make the cut. Smith, obviously. Um, yeah, what happened felt, to Answer? Felt, yeah, never got it going. Never, never got, got it going. Eh? Yeah, Smith, Smith, obviously fell apart, but it is what it is. Um, we had our Masters pool, and um, we had 143 entries. That's unbelievable. 143 yeah. entries. We do it every. Um, Big major events, so uh, in terms of golf, so we'll be doing that 140. Um, yeah, it was awesome to see um, all the people getting engaged in and doing stuff. So, congrats to all our winners, they knew who, who uh, they are. We went live on uh, Sunday right after to announce mm-hmm. them. So, congrats to them. Do, um, do I want to talk a little bit about Tiger Woods? Were you satisfied with his performance? Do you think he's gonna play again? He said he's gonna play in at the open. At the open. That's so, what it is. My thoughts. I don't know what people expected. He hasn't played golf in yep. in two and a half. Sorry, a year and a bit. Year yeah, and a half, almost months. two. 14 years. months. Yeah. I don't know how you expect a guy to go in like contend, contend. I know it's Tiger, but he's off a like a, a harsh injury. Um yeah. when he won in 2019, people were making the comparisons to 2019. When he won in 2019, he was playing, he was playing good golf. Yes. I think he was had a top 10 at the Arnold Palmer. He won the tour championship. Like he had a win. Like he was playing good golf. Here he just showed up. Like right. I don't know what he expect. It's kind of sad that all you know, Tiger may not catch Jack. He may, you know, not reach the major record just because of his own injuries to himself. It's just mm-hmm. it's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of his play, I mean, what did you expect? Yeah. Um I mean, regardless, though, to see Tiger out there, you're always rooting for him. It was awesome to just see him out yeah. there swinging the golf. You you always get yeah. excited when he's out there. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see at the open. He needs time to rehab that leg. Like he was limping out there, and it may he never even get, read. He yeah. can't even read putts. Yeah, so you're not gonna win like that. That's what I, what I'm yeah, yeah. trying to say. Um, and I mean, the other guys are just back then. The golfers were, were still good, but Tiger was on a whole other level. Tiger's older now, and there are so many good golfers nowadays. Yep. It's, it's ridiculous. But yep. anyways, that is um, the Masters Bowl. Uh, one thing before we uh, move on in the weekly lift, pinned golf uh, was at the Masters, which was sick to see. Our boy Alec Lorenzo was there. Um, and mark your calendars, April 15th. So when you're listening to this, um, it'll be a day away on Friday at 12 p.m. The Prism Collection will be released. 
mark your calendars. The Prism Collection. What's the Prism? We don't even know what the Prism is, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm guessing it's, it's an, a new rangefinder. I'm guessing it's a new model rangefinder. I'm excited. Mark your call calendars. You know where to go. Pin Golf. You go to our website. You click the link. You get the BTB. Twenty five bucks off a rangefinder. Go and get. We're gonna be rocking it on the course. Yeah. Go check well, out Pin. And we'll get some more content about that when that when it comes out because maybe do a video walkthrough on how to people for people to switch the currency from the states to Canada so they don't get dinged yeah. for the prices. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, um, you'll you have to go, scroll down on their website and and flip the currency. But we'll that uh, we'll talk more yeah. about that. I'm okay. Now to the NBA, the association, Tom. The NBA. Okay, so coming into this year, did you think? that the Toronto Raptors were going to be a five seed Alex Chimino in the East. No. Okay. I, I did not think so that to me, I, I didn't, I, you know, I, I just didn't think they, they had it. Um, and, you know, skeptical, you know, how Scotty Barnes going to look, they've totally proven everybody wrong. They're yep. a fantastic group, a, a young group. And I think they had to dish Lowry out, like I said before, um, to become the team they are. Here's the problem. They don't have, other than Fred Van Vliet, they don't have like a go-to scorer. Okay. Now, you may say Pascal Siakam might be that. I have a personal, I am, I like I Pascal. Know. He's had a great regular season, but pressure shots, clutch situations to me, it's not him. I do like Freddie, though. But when Freddie's going to be getting double teamed in the playoffs, I don't know. We'll see yeah. what happens. So, um, yeah, give me your thoughts. Here are my thoughts. And I was talking to a lot about it with my brother. I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll dive in quickly. But the Los Angeles Lakers are the biggest joke this year. They're in a joke. They're a joke. Okay? So we won't even get into that because they didn't even make the plan. Or they didn't make the plan, Chimino, nor it's the playoffs. They're okay? embarrassing. The Minnesota Timberwolves are in the plan right now. With guys that like Towns and Russell and all these guys were hurt like almost the whole year. Yeah. But here's my thoughts for the Raptors. Do I think Nick Nurse is a better coach than Doc Rivers? Absolutely. Okay. You can come at me whatever way you want. I like that. Doc too. Rivers is a brutal coach in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. So I trust Nick Nurse and his staff to figure out a game plan to stop what I think is a brutal offense in the Sixers with this pick and roll and beat Harden. They do. They sold the farm for Harden and gave up their whole bench. Okay. Yeah. They might Harden defensively six... sucks. Like and B is going to be hard to stop. We don't have yes. a guy. They the do Raptor not have a center. Okay. This is the Raptors me. thing. Um, it looks like what I'm hearing is they're going to try Birch on Embiid for a bit, but when, Joel I think Embiid, that'll change. And the, MB, change. the MVP of the league. And, like, who do you throw at? Like, the Raptors have nobody. And this is, goes back to the point of they didn't do really too much of the deadline. They got Thaddeus Young. But is he a guy that can guard Embiid? Absolutely not, I don't think. But they didn't sell the farm, and they still might win this series, yep. which is crazy to me. Okay? Yeah, Gary Thibault, Trent. Think, uh, my dad was talking to me. Think about that trade not like – Gary, Gary Trent, what a far steal. better. What is that's steal. what I mean. No Manage from management, the coaches, the Toronto Raptors know how to get it done. And you, like you can say, Scotty Barnes' first playoff game, rookie, whatever, top three rookie in the league. But their core guys, the year. their the rookie of the year, their core guys have won a ring and they have been through tough games. 
Yep. So I'm not worried about Siakam. I'm not worried about OG. He's healthy now. Freddie Van Fleet. Um, you know, the list goes on with core guys that I think they have more better role players than yep. the Sixers do. Yeah. Do I, I trust? Do, do you love Danny Green in the playoffs, Alex Trevino? Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely exactly. Thibault can't even come to Canada to play because he's not vaxxed. Yeah. He's an elite defender that can't play in Canada for half the series. Yeah. I know they don't have home court advantage, but who knows? You split one and one in Philly. You bring it back to Toronto. You know the crowd's going to be nuts. Drake's going to be there. I could see nothing I to lose. The Toronto Raptors yeah, have nothing to nothing, lose. There, there is nothing to lose. I think they can steal the series. I think they can win in seven. Um, after the first round, it's going to be tough. Yes. My thoughts, so if they get past and let's say Miami wins, I believe, yep. let's say they're the lowest seed and they end up playing Miami. The Raptors have a great record against Miami. Like, yeah, they, yep. they, they could steal that too. But I mean, we got to get past Philly first. So we'll see what happens. And I mean, it'll just go to show that they need a, a big man and, and maybe they go out and get it in the offseason. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But we'll see I'm, what happens. I'm, I love I love Raptors playoff basketball. I love oh, the NBA playoffs. I think to for how bad we don't really like this league and we don't really talk about it much. I think this is like the closest playoff format we might see now that there's no LeBron. You know, like everyone's pretty even. You have the Mavs playing the Utah Jazz at the toss up. So the Raps and, and the Sixers, right? And then you have Denver, who's a very good team this year, playing an a Warriors team that maybe without Steph Curry, who knows what can happen there. And then you have the Chicago Bulls. That's, you know, they uh, they brought in Caruso and you know the Rose and Vucevic, all these guys that are playing the Milwaukee Bucks. So like, who knows what can happen? Then obviously Brooklyn just won tonight. We're recording at ten forty five. There's still one more playing game going on, but they're playing the Celtics. Like Durant might just take that whole series over and knock so, out the two seed Celtics. Yeah. So like you know, and this is the biggest thing. I was I was listening to a bunch of NBA like talk show stuff. The problem with the seedings is that not I, I believe a ton of the top players yeah. have not played 85% of the regular season games. Yeah. So they've played less than 85%. Giannis has played less than 85% of the game. Yeah. Everyone is saying it's going to be Suns Bucks rematch. That's what everyone's saying. Uh, that's from multiple sources. That's where um, everyone has it. So I don't know. But again, the thing is, and the NBA, again, with the load management, guys not playing, it's an absolute joke. Yeah, it is. It's it an is. absolute, guys need to be playing. Like, the best way Michael Jordan put it, Michael Jordan is the best for saying this, is that people are paying their hard-earned money for me to go and entertain them, like, to play a game. Like, yeah. I best be playing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So, that's a problem with these seeds. I mean, look at Brooklyn. They're a super team and they're a seventh seed. Yeah, because no half one's the guys been haven't played. played. I know, no played. but who cares? They got it. They got yeah. in now, right? The, yeah. These guys are rested. You mentioned right. the Phoenix Suns. I think they're uh, they're gonna do some damage. But I'm they're excited nice. for the Raptors. If the Raptors can figure out the pick Probably and roll guard. game, yeah, yeah, the pick and roll game. I don't care ISO yeah. ball. You can take your ISO. You're gonna take Embiid, drop in 30, 35. You yeah. have to beat the Sixers when Embiid's struggling from the foul line when he's not shooting that well. When yeah. Harden's chucking up air balls from his fadeaway, that's yeah. when you take advantage you just of them. Play him hard. Got to play him yeah. hard. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, yeah. moving from one sport, one major sport to another, um, we have to talk a little bit of baseball. The season kicked off for yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays. They are currently three and two. So they went three and one. Sorry, two and, two one. and one. 
two and one against Texas. Yeah. And now they, they're split one on one with the Yankees um, right now. So, um, yeah. I mean, five games in, it's a 162 games. I know. I don't you know. Like, that. There's like, nothing to get excited about right now. Here's the thing you know what you're going to get out of the Blue Jays opening weekend. The bats exploded, they had that comeback win. Sunday's game, they blew a six nothing lead. Pitching's going to be an it, issue. It's like it's always a Jays thing that happens. Like it's unreal. And but, the yeah. game they won Monday night against the Yankees, Manoa had a no hitter through six innings. Yeah, and their defense were phenomenal. So, so I think uh, so. Obviously, Kikuchi through today. Yeah, uh, we're recording on Tuesday, so he was all right. Uh, he didn't mm-hmm. get through four innings. But again, that's one game. Ryu, yeah. two, like it, we'll, we'll know more about this team as, as we move on. Um, it's exciting, though. I'm not going to lie. It's it's exciting to watch. I haven't watched a, I've never, an April baseball game. And bang I, on, I don't on. even think ever. Bang on. You're bang on. Okay. Yeah, I've tuned into three Blue Jays games now. That's, yeah. I, I don't do that often. So It's got to be the best time. Blue Jays are starting up. You got the NBA playoffs, NHL's just around the corner. Yep. It can and the Masters just finished. It's like a T and then golf season's opening up for us. It's yep. like the perfect time yep. of the year. And if you're from a small town um in uh Ontario, uh OHL playoffs are about to start. There you go. Um and it's OHL update. So I went to a Wolves game last Friday and I watched the Sioux play against Cole McCain. The Sioux walked in uh to Sudbury. Um they were up, I want to say three. Three one, three nine. Can't remember. Um, but the Wolves came back to tie it up three three. I believe it was three nothing. Three three at the end of the second. Cole McKay had a hat trick. It was fantastic. What a show to watch. The Sioux snaps it around. Here's the problem, Tom. And I wish Mace was here to address the Sioux as a wagon. I'm not totally convinced just yet. Okay. Their power play is fantastic. It when they go on the McKay net front, it, it's, it is ridiculous. It's a lot. Eh? It's, a lo- it's yeah. unreal his movement. But the only thing their goaltending is a big question mark. Big question mark. Yes. Um, is that a goaltending that I think I can see make it through a big run? I I'm not too sure. They play Guelph. It's going to be a tough series against Guelph. Um, I believe if nothing changes. Okay. So let me see. Everyone's clinched. Yeah, everyone's clinched. Um, there's only a few games left. We'll see. But as oh no, never mind. Hold on. Am I looking at the right standings here? No, the OHL site, dude, brings you back hey, like 2019-20. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. my bad. So so okay, they will play Guelph. Uh, barring Owen Sound doesn't catch him. Okay. I'm not totally convinced that they are an absolute wagon. I don't think you can compare them to a Hamilton or North Bay just yet. Yes. From what I've watched yes. and what I've seen, that's my thought. Yes. Their injury earlier in the year, or not earlier in the year, earlier this year with losing, uh, is it Dickinson? Tanner Dickinson, I think his name is. That hurts a lot. Hurts for depth. Yeah. But like I've always said, what wins you playoff series Special teams and goaltending. So if you have they got 60%, one piece of the puzzle. Yes. I mean, if you get a little bit of goaltending, whatever. But here is what I want to talk to you about. And I've been talking quite frequently this week. And I know he's going to be listening to this. Our 
OHL guy. Don't want to say his name. But he said, you have to talk about this team. You ready for me to talk to you about this team, Chimino? The Winds are Spitfires. Oh, okay. Oh. Our first team, they're the first team in the West. Okay. They are on a 13-game winning streak about yeah. to go into the playoffs. 10-0 and on their last 10. They, they also have the number one goal scorer. Uh, in the league in Wyatt Johnson. He's a first-round pick to Dallas last year in 2021. 123 points, okay? What he was telling me about the Windsor Spitfires, they're mean. They got four or five forwards that can beat you any way possible. They got goaltending. And what else do you actually really need? And, you know, I, I taught you a little bit about this in the playoffs, like home ice. What do you think you need advantage of coaching staff, right? Do you know who coaches the Windsor Spitfires, Alex Chimino? Lay it on me. Mark Savard. 800 games in the NHL, Mark Savard has. Okay. He's, he's going to have fun. Do you not think he knows what he's doing? Yeah. What guys to have out there at certain situations? So that's all I got for you. But the Windsor Spitfires, I we haven't said a dime about these guys. I yeah. know because they're not part of the North. But when a team wins 13 goddamn games in a row. You're bang on. You're gotta talk on. about him. Yep, you have to. So maybe they're my favorite now in the West. I don't know. I looked up uh, a lot of info about them this year or lately. Sorry, this week, and uh, they look promising. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting playoffs. Um, moving on to North Bay, mm-hmm. they're nine one and zero in their last ten. Tom, they're on a six game yeah. heater. That's your best bet out of the North. Out of the North. Your best bet is the North Bay Batons. That's my thought. They're above and beyond, I think, out of the North. The Sioux is there, but they are not on quite the level. Maybe it's due to injuries. Maybe it's due to whatever. But North Bay is an absolute wagon. And from that same insider, he went to go watch them play Mississauga. They were down late. He said that team knows how to switch it on. When to go and win. And they do it. And they go and they just win. So, okay, it's that killer it, instinct. A killer instinct. That's your best bet out of the north. Hamilton, as you say, Windsor. So Windsor's at ninety-four points. Hamilton, with one less game played, is at one hundred and one points. They're on. They're nine zero one and zero in their last um, ten. Mm-hmm. They're an absolute way. Like, this is going to be one of, like, in, t- yeah. in terms of the top teams. We just named, it's going to be so much fun to watch these playoffs. It's we just named nuts. four teams that can that could totally win. Windsor, North Bay, the Sioux, uh, yeah. Hamilton. London's been struggling, out but of, they're very good. Uh, you have Flint. Dogs. Like, yep. it's gonna be I'm not surprised with anybody. So. so, and obviously we have to talk about our Wolves, our Sudbury Wolves. We knew it was going to be a tough stretch to get into yeah. the playoffs. They were, Tom, I talk about banged up. They Half their team is out of the lineup. Hurt. Yeah. I mean, and one guy I hope still plays hockey after his OHL career, which is done now, Mitchell Weeks. Yep. Out of all the criticism, all the people were very skeptical on him. He was fantastic. Fantastic mm-hmm. yep. uh, during the season. I mean, they had Yendek playing on, on D. When I went to go watch, him. I know they're so I know they're so hurt. Ten, 10 regulars out of the lineup. Last, if you have last weekend, if you have the Wolves at a healthy Wolves team, I think they give any team a run like they have. Yeah. Um, the future, their time to win wasn't now, anyways. Mm-hmm. So 
it's regroup, you know, they, they got a very promising future. Um, yeah. Hopefully they go out and get a good goalie and maybe in the yeah. import draft. We know oh. we have the, we know we have the priority selection happening uh, shortly. Yeah. It's gotta be like any time now. Um, so we'll see what happens, but that is the and- end of the Wolfers. Um, it was tough to see. I loved the, I going to a Wolves game. I've never had a bad experience at a Wolves game. Like it's true. It's always a good time, no matter what. I mean, they put up such a good fight against uh, such a a diminished. Uh, sorry, they were so diminished, but put up such a good fight against uh, the Sioux. And so, yeah. Kudos to kudos to Craig Duncanson for his first year as an OHL coach. Like, yeah, it was very tough. little expectations and the injuries that. I think, no. and, and I think you got to give credit to, to Mox. You got to give credit to Storts guys that have yep. been there, right? Yeah. To help them through it too. There was a, a lot, a lot of pieces going through it, everyone behind the scenes. So we'll see what happens. Um, now. And they, they, they might still win the lottery, dude. It, it's like a. They're doing a lottery. 25% new lotteries. Yeah. So. Yeah. Lowest four teams. You bottom never know. four. So you, you never know. know. You get another number one pick. You never know. Again, yeah. Quinton Mussey, again, he was on the lineup for a long time. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think the future is bright for the Wolves. So um, one last thing before we go, Cole McKay, uh, what a what a stunt. Three three goals, Hadrick. It was fun to watch. He had the Just smiling over the, out there, eh? He Just, was having a blast. Kidding so how did you shot. get this towel? I want to hear this. So I got East Link player of the game towel. It was an absolute hit that night. Um, he was doing the post-game interview. I was waiting for him at the railing just to say hi as he got off the ice. Security was trying to kick the boys out. We're like, dude, we know the guy. Just Can we just say hi to him? So as we're leaving, we finally decided to start moving away. He starts making his way off the ice, comes off the ice, and I just yelled, like, oh, Macker, I asked for a show when I got a show. And he just smiled, threw the towel. It was perfect toss, caught it, and away we were off to the races. Um, so that was unreal. I I saw you out Friday after that game, and you had a this towel oh, I had the towel on. on. I was the player. I'm like, game. what are you doing with that? Player, the uh, yeah, that I definitely looked like an idiot, but the story. Who cares? It is, Hilarious. Is yeah, so. Hilarious. All right, folks, we've done a lot of talking, um, and we do have some more talking to do. But we are going to send it off to our interview today. We didn't want to tease it right away, but we did have Thomas Mercy on the podcast uh, today. So bear with us. The interview was about from a week from a week ago. So we're, he he was talking about some current things going on, such as the cup, the Sudbury Cubs playoffs, and the Wolves' chances of getting into the playoffs. So. Bear with us. He did put some good takes in it. What a f- great treat it was to talk with him. It's me and Roberto that had a, had a chance to talk with that, Tom. So we will send it off now to our interview with Thomas Mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by an absolute staple in the Sudbury hockey community. He is the play-by-play and media relations person for the Sudbury Cubs of the NOJHL and the play-by-play and color commentator of the Sudbury Wolves, of the OHL, a Die Our Leafs fan, and the ultimate jersey collector. Please welcome <laughs> Thomas Mercy to the B2B podcast. How you doing? Good, guys. It's uh, good to be here. I don't know if staple in the hockey community is uh, exactly what I call myself. Well, you're, that's very generous, so thank you very much. But it's, it's great to be here, boys. I'm uh, glad to be here. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. We're excited. So Tom, what's up right now? Your schedule must be be crazy with the Cubs and Wolves. So yeah, <laughs> take, take us through what, what's up right now. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty crazy uh, couple weeks. I would say a couple months, you know, the Wolves, obviously they're battling for a playoff spot right now. It's really close. They got a big uh, two points against Niagara last night. Uh, the Cubs, we were waiting for the schedule for the playoffs. We finally got it. Their first game will be Friday. Uh, then Saturday in the Sioux first home games are Monday and Tuesday. Uh, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be quite the test for the Cubs. I think they're up to it though for the wolves. Again, they're really battling right now. And the points and the standings aren't doing them any favors, but they knocked out Niagara. So really it's a two horse race to the finish. Um, you know, playoffs, most exciting time of the year. Also the most nerve wracking. I think that's, fair to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but, uh, I'm really excited, you know, playoff hockey's back in Sudbury for the first time since 2020. Uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's definitely been stressful. Uh, you know, especially with leaving the nickel caps, U 16 team. I, uh, it, I hated having to leave the team. I was just very overwhelmed with all the stuff oh. that was going on, but they were very understanding, amazing organization just coming up short at the, the at the uh, the regionals, which was a really tough blow for them, but uh, I was very excited for the season that was this year. I was keeping really busy, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. When we talk about you being so busy, Tom, like, how did you get into commentating as well? Because in a very short time, you cemented yourself now as the voice for I would say like the majority of uh, high level teams here in the city with the wolves, the Cubs and the U 16 nickel caps too. So how'd you get into commentating as well? And as you move into that, how do you manage those three, like the, the big three kind of schedules too? Well, you know, most people usually grow up uh, wanting to play in the NHL. For me, I wasn't a very good hockey player and I knew that at a very young age. Me too. So... Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone gets to play in the NHL, but you know, somebody's had a lucky few. Uh, I knew I wasn't going to be one of them. So instead of playing, I wanted to call uh, in the NHL at some point, obviously I'm not quite there yet. Uh, But you know, at a young age, I would tune into Saturday nights. You hear the voice of like, you know, Bob Cole, obviously very big name in the commentary community. Uh, Joe Bowen, of course, a good friend of mine as well. And kind of my mentor, he's been my, uh, been my role model for so long. You know, he's the voice of the least. There's nobody else that can replace him. Um, and that that's kind of where I got my start. Uh, and I guess I could kind of start from the top. So back in 2014 in high school, uh, I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with there being a government program that pays for your application fee for uh, college and university. The first time around, it was my graduation year. I was not ready to make a decision yet. And I kind of panicked and I said, look, I don't even know if I'm going to graduate this year. Yeah. Luckily I did. Um, so I didn't know what my post-secondary was. I took a victory lap at LaSalle and then it, it came around again a year later. And I was like, Hey, it's time to make a decision. Look through all the options one by one. And I was just not seeing anything. And then uh, the two programs I cho- chose from, there was one for Humber College, but that's way out of town. I don't think yeah. I'd be able to survive <laughs> at Humber. But uh, the two options came down to accounting at Cambrian College and uh, radio broadcasting at Canada College in North Bay. And my mom's kind of an accountant. She's at a computer all day, crunches numbers. I was good at math, but I didn't want to sit at a computer for the rest of my life. Uh, so... I made the decision, you know what? I want to chase my dreams. Went to Canador, 
two amazing years uh, in North Bay. Got to meet some amazing people along the way. Um, and funny enough, we were actually the last the uh, the last graduating class of that program because they officially cut the ties in okay. uh, in our class. So they let us finish the year our you know our year off, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made the decision in our second year. We got the announcement late in the first semester. Uh, they cut all of our professors, which was awful. Wow. They were amazing okay. people. Uh, John Cranston and Sue Childs, just amazing, amazing people that really helped us uh, get to where we are. Uh, so then the final year of the program comes around. Uh, Kevin Olszewski, Dean Belanger, uh, Radio Time host for a long time in North Bay. Um, and so I guess where I kind of got my start was there was a, um, there was a presentation uh, I'm sure you guys are familiar with him. Matthew Sutgrim for the North Bay Battalion. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, I misread my schedule and I was an hour late to this class. So I got a bit of a, <laughs> I, I got, uh, I got quite the talking to from Kevin Oshevsky. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was in there, uh, you know, part of the radio program, kind of the sports aspect of things. And, um, after the class was over, he talked to one of our, uh, one of our really big guys in the class by the name of Tristan Fitzpatrick and said, we're looking for kind of an intern to just, you know, kind of like run batteries, be the extra voice in case, you know, someone falls ill. And um, Tristan approached me and he said, you know, are you interested? I'm like, absolutely. I would love to do this. So uh, I get to the rink, meet Maddie and Bob Coles, uh, amazing people to work with Uh, first game between the benches I believe it was North Bay Barry. I could be misremembering, but you know, we're so used to watching from the stands or even up in the, the Subway arena gondola, but being between the benches is a totally different beast. It's certainly yeah. quite the view, especially right in North there. Bay. Yeah. And uh, so got, got my start there with uh, the North Bay Italian Matthew Sucrum sticked around uh, just before the playoffs started and then went to uh, KFM for my internship for my final year. And uh, yeah, graduated in 2016. Um, and you know, we could talk about how I got my start in the NOJHL if you guys want, but that's kind of where it all began. And here we are. Rest is history, as they say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, my, go, go for it. Take, t- take us all, uh, through how you got in, in with the, with the well, race side at the time. Well, I'm sure you guys are very familiar with Grant Trainer, uh, right. of yeah, course, the hot dog legend. ranking god and absolute legend <laughs> in the city. <laughs> you, you say I'm the staple of hockey in Sudbury, but he's the staple of hot dog rankings in the province. <laughs> there's, there's no one else like him. There really isn't. It's, uh, but anyway, uh, so after I graduated, about a year went by. I was just kind of sitting dormant, didn't have a job yet, um, and was trying to look for something. And then I get a message in the summer uh, from Grant Trainer, who was the assistant general manager of the team at the time. Uh, he was the assistant um, for that one year. And he sent me a message saying, hey, Thomas, we're looking for a play-by-play voice for Hockey TV. Would you be interested? Now, I didn't have a driver's license at the time. So going out to Chelmsford on the city buses, it's a hike. It's like a, <laughs> It's like a two-hour hike to get out there. So I really had to weigh my options and I said, I'll figure it out. I'll get back to you. Luckily enough, I got my G2 finally. So I was able to drive my own car. My mom's hand-me-down was my graduation present for college. So it all worked out. I messaged him and I said, you know what? I'm in. Uh, So then, you know, I get to the rink. First guy I meet shows me how to set up the equipment. And uh, yeah, 
it, it was an amazing first season. We went to the final for crying out loud. Right. Uh, two games short of the championship against a really good Cocker team. Ryan Leonard was an amazing coach in the Noge. Now he's on the better things with the Renfro Wolves. Um, and then, yeah, stuck with the team. Adrian Getty was my first boss for the first season. Uh, he unfortunately left. Uh, then I worked under Commissioner Rob Mazuka and uh, I believe it was uh, George Armstrong, if I'm not mistaken. I could be completely misremembering his name. So I'm sorry if he's listening. <laughs> but uh, so then along comes the Burgess family to buy the team. And they've been my bosses ever since. Worked with, you know, an absolute legend in the city in Blink yep. Smith. He is, he's a mentor to a lot of people, you know, been with the Wolves organization for so long. Uh, we stuck around a race at Belfer for a couple more years and then COVID hit. And, uh, you know, we tried to play the COVID shortened season and it just didn't work. Right. It didn't work for anyone except for the Beavers and the Thunderbirds. Uh, and then, as you guys know, this past summer, big announcement was made. It was very short notice, but uh, we didn't have a rink to play in because Chelmsford's um, the compressor that keeps the ice and unfortunately gave out. So we didn't have a home to play in. And the Voyagers, of course, exiting was kind of a blessing in disguise for us. I miss the Voyagers. But I think, you know, us getting countryside was probably the biggest Perfect fit yeah. was an abs absolutely amazing fit. And, you know, the players love it so far. And this is God, I'm losing count my seventh or eighth season technically with this franchise. Amazing. Uh, it, it's been an absolute blessing. I've worked with amazing people, saw some amazing players come through. Uh, you know, some of them are in the OHL today, like Oliver Smith, Mitch Martin, Sam Asinawai, Zach Giroux, amazing young kids that have played in the NOJHL and the league honestly doesn't get enough credit guys. It's an amazing hockey league, great talent. Honestly, my favorite player to come out of the league has been Noah Sire, an absolute unit, uh, amazing kid to talk to very young, very bright, um, NOJHL amazing league, you know, Rob Mazuka did an amazing job to keep the league the way it is right now, especially keep it alive during COVID circumstances, just an amazing league to work in amazing people to work for and uh, very excited for what the playoffs have to hold. hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah. So one question um, to, and you kind of mentioned it um, Tom already is seeing these kids grow, right? You, you've been with the organization and seeing them develop and then, you know, go on to higher places as you know, and you're, you were a billet as well, a commentator and a fan. How was it like seeing these kids develop through Sudbury and then go out go on to higher places? And we see Isaac Phillips uh, Jersey right behind you there too. One, one of the best for sure. So yeah, take us through that. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, I am a billet and uh, you know, Isaac Phillips was uh, <laughs> quite the, uh, was quite the amazing experience. The first player we've ever housed to get drafted. It was and it was during the draft during COVID. So unfortunately we couldn't be there at the time. We were going to go to Montreal for the draft. Right. We were going to be there with the Phillipses, but of course, you know, COVID shut everything down. Right. But um, yeah, we've been a billet for a long time now. And uh, we've seen some amazing kids go through here. Uh, we actually started as billets for the Subbury Junior Wolves uh, back when Burgess owned that team. Gotcha. Uh, went through so many changes. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, <laughs> the yeah. Junior Wolves, a different iteration of the Cubs. We don't talk about that iteration last <laughs> year. <laughs> the, the Nickel Barons, uh, we haven't billeted for the Cubs or the Canadians. Mm -hmm. uh, the last time we billeted technically for the Barons was when Austin Veliki was technically a Wolf. They... They were sending them up and down, so they kept them around. So we were kind of billeting for both sides of the coin. But, um, yeah, billeting for a long while. 
seeing these kids develop into, you know, no matter if they play professional, semi-pro, collegiate university, it doesn't matter. Seeing them develop is truly amazing. And some of them don't even develop to have a hockey career. You know, we have a, we have one that's a police officer with the uh, Toronto police. We have one that's going to OPP college right now. And then of course, you know, you mentioned Isaac, he's in Rockford in Chicago right now. Uh, Mitchell is set to graduate this year. Mitchell Weeks, of course, the goaltender mm-hmm. for the Wolves. We bell at him as well. Uh, Nolan Collins, young rookie from Whitby, our second defenseman from Whitby, if you can believe that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's been an amazing ride. And, you know, seeing these kids develop uh, here in Sudbury, it's a it's a staple in the province, this city, when it comes to hockey. I think that goes without saying. You know, everyone talks about Sault Ste. Marie, North Bay, Kitchener, London. I think Sudbury is the true uh, hockey capital of Ontario. They've we've seen a lot of amazing teams. You know, we haven't seen a run from the Wolves since 2007, but I think COVID robbed us of a potential Cinderella story for that Wolves club. And again, the Cubs when they were in Rayside Balfour, they were the top team in the West Division over 40 wins on the year, and then COVID just completely cut their season short. But watching these young men develop into, you know, young adults, uh, it's it's truly special. There's a lot of great talent on the Cubs and the Wolves, and uh, I can't wait to see what the future holds for both franchises moving forward. 100%. And Thomas, you just mentioned the Cubs too. So now they're heading into their first-round matchup against the Sioux Eagles. Um, obviously you've been following the team probably closer than anyone else. So what can, um, a fan who maybe hasn't followed the team expect from that first round matchup between the Cubs and the Eagles? It's going to be a really tight series. Uh, the Sioux Eagles putting up one of their best seasons in team's history. Uh, you know, they've been in and out of the league a couple times. They played in the North American hockey league for a little while after, uh, just fresh off winning the NOGHL championship two way back when, wow. uh, this is a team that has given us a problem all year offensively. Uh, but the Cubs, amazing group that Jeff Forsyth has put together. I mean, you get Joel Rainville from the Espinal Express. He led the entire league in shutouts this year. He was a backbone for this team. Uh, acquisitions of Kyler Campbell, our captain. What a year he had. He kind of fell off in the second half, but he's still been the leader this team needed. Seth Coulter on the back end has been fantastic as well. you got amazing young talent on the back end in Josh Hoover. Uh, you know, playing with the Wolves right now. Um yeah. Jackson Bedard, he's got a big future ahead of him as well. I call him the X factor. He's he is truly a special player to watch as well. There's a lot of great talent on this team, and you know, uh, Vigeli Sackler is the head coach of the team. Funny fact, used to be a teacher of mine at LaSalle Secondary. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, shout <laughs> out to Vigeli on that Love one. It. Uh, Dave Clancy behind the bench as well, longtime friend of ours. Uh, he he's an amazing coach. Uh, cares about these kids a lot, and um, yeah, Jeff Forsythe's put together an amazing team this year. Uh, in the season series against the Sioux Eagles, they've had the better advantage. Their uh, last visit here to Sudbury, they won in a shootout. It was a really tight contest. Um, Billy Biederman tying the game late. He's another special kid to watch out for. I call him Billy the Kid. He's got one of the one of the best shots I've seen out of a rookie in this league so far. I think this series has the chance to go the distance, to be honest. It's it. going to be really tight. Um, for the Cubs, I think uh, defense needs to definitely – come into effect, especially for guys like, you know, Seth Coulter and Nicholas Defoli on the back end. I think they're going to be big pieces, uh, big pieces moving forward. Uh, Kyler Campbell, uh, he's still looking to break out of his little slump he's been on, but again, he's the veteran presence that this team needs moving forward. Josh Boucher, an absolute wrecking ball out there. Um, this team has a really 
legitimate chance against the Eagles, but man, the Sioux's not going to make it easy. Right. And like I mentioned, that series gets started Friday and two days from now as we're recording this. Um, and you, you know, I, I think this series, like I said, could have the chance to go to the distance. I won't give it a prediction because people are going to call me a Homer. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really think this might be one of the sleeper series in the NOGHL for the semifinals. And, uh, you know, of course, big news this year is whoever wins the NOGHL championship goes straight to the national yeah. championship tournament. Crazy. It's uh, it's a really big key piece because this might be a one and done deal for the CGHL. So I think the Cubs could really take advantage, especially in their first season. And uh, all I ask, you know, if you haven't seen the Subway Cubs, we ask for your support. Amazing ticket prices for the playoffs, uh, you know, full capacity. Break holds 800 people. Can you imagine 800 people at a junior A hockey uh, game? Because because yeah. Hearst gets about a thousand people during their playoffs. That's it's a, it's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I ask people come on out, come support us. Uh, you know, our first year back in Sudbury, uh, we've we've gotten a, quite a amazing amount of support this year. A lot of publicity as well. So yeah, come on out Monday and Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Jerry McCory. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a really rough series, but I'm looking forward to it. Love it. Love it. That's awesome. Good stuff. Um, and, and take us through, like, what's your preparation like on game day? What, what, what does the game day schedule look like for you prepping up, um, prepping up to commentate a game? Well, you know, I work a full-time job from seven 30 to four. So my day starts really early. Um, and it, it has nothing to do with hockey either. So essentially what happens, depending what time the game is at, if it's, uh, if it's the Cubs get home around four, quickly hop into the shower, uh, you know, get dressed, have a quick little bite to eat. And uh, off to the rink I go. I, I'm starting to get a little bit of a, uh, a bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of a tradition kind of way. Uh, yeah. I, I always go to Tim Hortons. I get myself a large white hot chocolate and an old fashioned plain donut. I can't call a game without it. Um, it. and you, superstitions. I, I, I love yeah, it. that's, that's the one. Thank you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm very superstitious. Cause, uh, also I can't call a game without a ring. My mom got me for my 25th birthday. It's a silver ring, you know, 25 year silver anniversary. I can't call a game without it called one game without it. And I was a mess. I am not even kidding. It was a disaster broadcast. So yeah, I'm kind of superstitious when it comes to that. Um, I usually have game notes ready for the OHL. It's a lot easier because they give you the big media package in the NOJHL. They don't have that. So, you know, I like to get there ahead of time, set up all my equipment, talk to the players, talk to the coaches, and then look over stats, have it ready for everyone. And I just kind of go on the fly this year, to be honest. I know that sounds kind of amateurish, but it, it's just the way I like to do things. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it, that way it doesn't come off as, you know, like really watered down. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just kind of the way I've been going for uh, quite some time. So yeah, once I get to the rink, I'm uh, I'm in a zone and I'm just ready to go. And I call the game as I see it. That's the way I've been my entire life. Um, I try not to be a homer. It's uh, it's something that I, I I'm not a big fan of homer people, but you know, for people like Joe Bowen and like you know Jack Edwards from Boston as well, they they get paid to be homers that's just their job (laughs) and they they do a darn good job at it no matter what people think of mr edwards he does his job so you know i'm out there to do my job try and call a fair game on the air uh try not to be one-sided and uh you know just try and provide the best broadcast possible i've gotten a lot of great reception from you know parents 
just fans from even out of town. We've had some that don't even watch the games from Ontario. It's just amazing the amount of people that actually tune into your game because we're broadcasting to an international audience. For the Wolves, it's a bit of a smaller market, but for the Cubs, you know, you have people tuning in from just about everywhere. I had someone tune in from uh, from Spruce Grove one night, actually, wow. if you can believe that. <laughs> and uh, I returned the favor tuning into that one as well as uh, tuning oh, in to Spruce Grove Saints. But yeah, that's kind of how my day goes when it comes to hockey. If it's the Wolves, I want to be there for like 5, 5, 15, get my game notes ready, uh, especially just make sure the broadcast is up and running. That's that's kind of the way I go into my uh, system when it comes to calling games. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you just mentioned the Wolves too. So what a transition. You're really just feeding us. I love it. I, but uh, let's talk. Yeah. Um, let's talk about them for a quick second. And we talked about it at the top uh, of the interview too. They are really coming down to the wire here uh, to grab this last playoff spot. But um, as you quickly look back on the season, reflect on the season two, you have to tip your cap to some of the young guys who have come in and also some of the old guys um, who are kind of running the show. And, and you mentioned Mick, Mitchell Weeks uh, a little bit ago too. So talk about some of the seasons from the big guys for the Wolves. And ultimately, do you think they can kind of squeeze into that last playoff spot in the East? Man, what a roller coaster of a season it's been. And I mean that in a good way. It's been yeah. it's been a really intense season. You know, there were a lot of question marks coming into the season, guys, with you know, COVID not letting us having a season last year. There were a lot of guys that we signed and had ready to go, and they just could not come here because of you know, no season happening. So a lot of huge question marks going into this year. You know, the Wolves get the first overall pick from the first ever draft lottery. Uh, they get Quentin Musty at number one. Um, and, uh, I've liked the way he's played so far. He's run into a bit of penalty trouble, which is kind of concerning in a rookie season. And he's also gotten injured quite a few times this year. So he hasn't really played too many games. Uh, I like him though. He, he's a good player, uh, bit of a quiet young man, to be honest, but that's okay. He keeps to himself and he stays focused on the game. But, um, yeah, this season has been uh, one heck of a ride. Uh, you know, uh, David Goyette, what a season that kid is having. He is oh, still leading the that. league in rookie goals and points. He, he's going to be the rookie of the year. There's no doubt in my mind, uh, yeah. you know, obviously putting my bias aside. I think you ask nine out of 10 people, they'll tell you David Goyette's the rookie of the year in the OHL. Uh, Coach Adelic's been amazing as well. That Kanyan, Delic and Goyette line is magical to watch. Beautiful. And I was surprised not to see them playing Friday night. That's a totally different story, obviously, <laughs> but Man, David Goyette, what an amazing young player he's turned into. And you talk about the veterancy there, uh, Roberto. Liam Ross, unbelievable. Since day one, Wolf to the day he died. Um, and he's been unbelievable. And, you know, he actually is just coming off a nearly career-ending uh injury well i should say season ending mm -hmm. it, it came very close to ending his career because he mm -hmm. took a he took a pretty nasty skate cut to the thigh right. came back really quickly i was very surprised and you know what he's right back into uh tip-top shape he has been the captain this team's been dying for obviously you know offloading jack thompson um and chase stoneman as well as giordano Biondi. that one really surprised me i was very sad to see geo go uh but He's on Hamilton. What a wagon they are this oh, year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we all had a feeling that Thompson and Stoneman were, were on their way out. Uh, and Thompson's been playing amazing with the Sioux. I mean, what more can you say? And the Wolves see him three nights in a row this week. That's yeah, going that's to, that's, that's not going to favor the Wolves well for their schedule. And you're right, Roberto. It's coming down to the wire. They're on the hot seat now. It's a big thing that they won on Tuesday night, but Peterborough picked up a win in overtime. Uh, so, 
that doesn't help the Wolves in terms of numbers. They have to win every game. There's no other option. And you play three out of your last four games against the Sioux, which has been a team that's been giving us trouble as well. You would think that doesn't bode well, but this Wolves team has been playing a little bit better against the Sioux. So I think they have a chance to still maybe squeeze into playoffs, but man, you need a miracle if you're going to get in because Peterborough's not making it easy. Uh, they're playing this weekend as well. The Wolves, they really need to win every game from here on out. It, even if they pick up one point, it might be enough because they could still tie. They're very much capable of tying. If that's the case, it goes to a one-game tiebreaker, guys. Can you imagine oh, Keith and the Wolves <laughs> in a one-game tiebreaker? Especially if it's here in Sudbury. That would be an electric atmosphere. Uh, electric, yeah. Yeah. See the barn packed. That would be yeah. un- unreal. I want to ask you, um, I believe you do the calls from like the gondola, right? Is that is yes. that where, what is that view like? It looks <laughs> unbelievable. Like you don't see a view like that in like many rinks anymore. So no. yeah. Well, what's that gondola view like? Um, well, you know, as a as a young kid when I was growing up, I would look at that thing and I'd be like, I'm never gonna want to go up there. I, I just don't want to. <laughs> but, but that that's where they broadcast the games. And uh, you know what? The first climb up those stairs, I'm sure you guys have seen it and experienced it. It's not fun. It's a it's a very scary climb, and I've gotten a lot of people telling me, "Man, I nearly soiled myself climbing up those stairs." Yeah. And I'm like, "Welcome to the club, man." But uh, honestly, guys, it's the best seat in the house. You get an yeah. amazing bird's eye perspective. Uh, you know, the rink gets dunked on by a lot of people because of how old and decrepit it is. But that arena has its charms, and the gondola, I think, is the main charm that it has because you have literally you are looking right down at the ice. You have an amazing view of everything. You can see everything. You kind of have to reach out over the edge, which is kind of terrifying, but I've, I've kind of grown to love it. Um, so it's, it's a really great view. You get to see a lot of things out there. You get to see everyone. They can't really see you. You know, everyone (laughs) looks like ants and you probably (laughs) an ant up there as well, but man, what an amazing perspective it is to call a game from up there. It's uh, it's a historic barn that's seen a lot of great players come and go. And uh, you know, obviously new arena, we're still trying to fight for one. But that Subway Arena is always going to hold a place in a lot of people's heart, myself included. That's where I, that's where I grew to love this team. Uh, I used to be scared of them um, before because of that darn wolf on the wire, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding. I went there as a young kid. I thought it was going to hop off the wire and just chew me up. <laughs> They're like, look at the big porky boy over in the corner. That's free lunch right there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that arena, it, it's, it's an amazing barn and, yeah. you know, ca- calling games from other rinks as well. Um, I almost called a game from Hamilton. I'm not sure if you've seen that arena, but that gondola is Sudbury on steroids. It's oh, like, yeah. it's three times as high up. Luckily I didn't have to go up there. I probably wouldn't have been able to step over the railing to be honest, but <laughs> I love the Subway Arena. Um, it's it's an old barn, seen a lot of history, and um, I'm not going to say it's one of the best. That'd be kind of ridiculous to say, but it's one of the most storied ones, and it's uh, it's kind of become almost a cathedral of junior hockey. A hundred percent, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the wolf. I mean, you must get a nice eye level view when you're up there in the gondola <laughs> when it comes out. Um, regardless of, of where the arena goes, do you think that wolf go, goes with if it's at the cat or or uh, if they're going to redo the arena down downtown? What, what do you think? 
It's got to be like, how can it not be right? It's been on the wire for the longest time. Uh, You know, there's been a lot of stories about the wolf, you know, of course, with that really amazing sports that mini documentary they did on it. It was, I didn't even know some of the history lessons behind it. I mean, at one point it ran, you guys remember the old score clock, the big tall blue one. Yep. Yeah. It ran right into the corner and its head snapped off. Like, <laughs> yeah. practice. like are you kidding me? Yeah, like, wild. I didn't, I didn't even know that story existed, but one time me and Brian Cooper, my uh, broadcast colleague for the Wolves were calling a game. And I guess the guy that was on the button forgot to stop it. And it was coming real close to us. And it was like, <laughs> and it was right in front of, uh, of the opposing uh, commentator. I, I don't even remember who was in town, but he was right in his face. I think it was, oh, no, uh, no kidding. I, I, th- I think it was uh, the Oshawa generals out were in town. So Callum Ang would, would have been the commentator. And he was like, I almost died there. I'm like, I was, <laughs> was going to come save you there. <laughs> but yeah, that wolf is uh, there's been a lot of wolves that have come and go. A lot of people seem to think it's the same one. That's not true. And <laughs> yeah, you're right. I remember the one year they didn't have the wolf because they took it down from someone because of how many times it's been stolen and there was right. a petition to bring it back. And guess what? They finally caved in, brought it back. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, it's been a staple ever since I would imagine it has to be part of the new arena, whether it's on a zip line or just a stationary, I would imagine a zip line. That's, yep. that's kind of the purpose of it to yep. come out on the zip line, look directly at the opposing team's bench. And now it glows <laughs> red eyes, which is certainly a look. But uh, yeah. yeah, that wolf on a wire, man, total staple in the city. If they got rid of it, you're going to have a lot of angry people. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You're, you're bang on. You're bang on. Love it. Um, moving in into the NHL. Um, we know you're a big Leafs fan. Um, obviously heartbreak after heartbreak. I, I'll never forget tuning into your live stream after the Habs beat them last, <laughs> last, last year. <laughs> it, it killed me to see. It killed me to see. What do you mean? Oh, I tricked to forget that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the Leafs are heading in. Um, obviously, it's, it's going to be a tough goal no matter who they play. What, what do you think about their chances uh, this year about getting out of the first round? Well, obviously, like you mentioned, they've had heartbreak after heartbreak. I mean, the COVID season against Montreal, my God, that was no one saw that coming. And you guys know the bet that I put up. I tried to forget it, but people still keep bringing up the bet I made. Boy, was I foolish to make that bet. But uh, <laughs> regardless, th- this is a really special team this year. It really is. But uh, fans need to put their expectations and set the bar low because, again, we set the bar high and this team let us down in the first round. Everyone was at fault at the time. Uh, this is a totally different looking team. I mean, Austin Matthews, it goes without saying. He's going to win the Hart Trophy. Yep. You, there's no way he doesn't, right? Because mm-hmm. he's one away from breaking the single season record for the Leafs. He has been on a tear this year. He's on pace for 69 Six. goals, which is unbelievable. Yeah. It hasn't happened since Steven Stamkos uh, hit 60. The one with the highest, I believe, is Alex Ovechkin with either 64 or 66 back in like 2006. He, Matthews is putting up unbelievable numbers this year. It's a two-horse race for the Hart. But the rest of this lease team, there's obviously been some concerns uh, with the goaltending. A lot of people were begging this team to get a goaltender at the deadline. Dubas stood pat with Campbell and Mrazek. I love Soupy to death. Um, I think he's come back down to earth as much as I love him. Mrazek has, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he, I, how do I it's say tough. this nicely? He's, he's made me have a little bit of a panic attack when I watch him <laughs> because 
Steve Stangle, Steve Dangle said it best. Get a map of where you are, please. Uh, <laughs> but then, I think this team does have potential to make noise. But again, I'm setting my my expectations low. A lot of people are in the hot seat, guys. I'm sure you can agree with me. Sure. Um, I, I hate to say this, but at least don't make it out of the first round. You got a clean house. Not yep. I'm not I'm not talking about players. Yeah. I'm talking Kyle Dubas, Brendan yep. Shanahan. His job might be on the line as well. You have to make it out of the first round with this the Shanna there, plan, right? Yeah, the yeah. Shanna plan. It didn't work with Babcock. I hate talking about that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know, Kyle Dubas is an amazing GM and he's made some amazing moves. But you stood pat with the goaltending that you have right now. If and for look at the season Freddie Anderson's having, guys, Anderson wasn't the problem last year, he uh, wasn't. No, no. And, and, and you know, I kind of dunked on Anderson, not gonna lie, but now looking at him, I'm like, my god, this guy's not the problem. Yeah, the team, the team has what six, seven left handed defensemen and one right hander. <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of concerning, but yeah. this yeah. this team is going to have a really tough opponent in the first round, whether it's Tampa, yes. uh, Florida. Heaven forbid we somehow play the Bruins, guys. Boston. <laughs> it, I, either way, either way, whoever they play in the first round, they're not going to make it easy for them. That's yeah. that's just a reality. Yeah. So don't plan the parade yet, Leafs fans. You got to make it out of the first round before you talk about anything because this team has become a punching bag in terms of first round playoff exits. It, but this team could very much put you know put people like very quiet. Yeah. I hope this team does something. I really yeah. want them to enough's enough. It's time to get out of the first round. If they don't ha- have what it takes clean house. That's clean it. House. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think, I think again, bang on, uh, on your take for sure. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So we'll, uh, we'll be tuning in and I'm sure uh, Tommy, who's not on, on the, on the pod right now, <laughs> we know, I mean, you know, I like you, Tom, because you you're reasonable. Tommy Vlahos, on the other hand, a little more of a, <laughs> a little more of a homer. So me um, and him probably wouldn't get along very well. <laughs> he, kill, he kills me. He what did we have? Uh, the Florida Florida game when it was up five one, and it was the text uh, of "This he, is the best Leafs team ever." And he was like, "This team, he wrote this <laughs> team." Yeah, and I said, "Don't be fooled, Tom. Not just yet. Not just yeah. yet." So they're yeah. in pl- they're in prime playoff shape boys this, this, <laughs> yeah. this, this team has blown so many leads over the last 10 years it's it's kind of incredible to be honest but man florida is an unbelievable team this year no i i don't want to i don't want to say i'm not surprised but i mean you almost had a feeling florida was gonna win that game for somehow. sure for sure for sure yeah, yeah. um m- moving on tom let, let's talk about your um jersey collection absolutely <laughs> legendary collection like when did you get into it and, and what's the total count at right now? Oh, uh, well, I would have to guesstimate the total count, but um, you know, I I've had jerseys for a while. This collection didn't really start until COVID started because I had nothing else to do. And I kind of took advantage of syrup. I'm probably going to be paying for that a little <laughs> bit later on, but um, yeah, once, uh, once COVID hit, I was like, you know what? I'm going to collect at least one Jersey from every NHL club. So there is, a few that I already had, obviously a few Toronto. I had some Vegas. I mean, just looking at the collection now, it's right here in front of me to my right. I wish I could showcase it. It's uh, it's massive. It's it's quite the collection. I can't believe it got to this point. I even have Seattle. It's uh, and you know you see the jerseys on the back wall here. Uh, you got Isaac, the Matthews uh, St. Patty's jersey. You can kind of see it here. I don't know if you guys can see it on your camera. 
but that is an autograph Nick Felino. It's oh, uh, I, I got that when he was drafted, and then uh, right beside it, autographed James Neal, uh, Winter Classic jersey. Uh, for those that don't know, he's a relative on my father's side. Okay, so, awesome. Uh, you know, when he was with Plymouth, uh, talked to him a lot, and uh, haven't really seen him a lot since. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the jersey collection. Uh, I guess I can kind of try and showcase it here just a little bit, but uh, it's it's hard That's to see so from wild. here. But there's the collection. It's wicked. And there's some I even have in storage, guys. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous how many I I have. <laughs> um, to give you a rough estimate, uh, I would say upwards, I would say between fifty and sixty-five. Yeah, that's, it, it's that's a big a solid collection. collection. Yeah, and yeah. there's and there's more downstairs in the Wolves Den in our basement. It's cool. uh, it's got a lot of Wolves jerseys downstairs. But yeah, I started at COVID. I said I was going to collect one of each NHL team's Jersey. Uh, I found some amazing deals and, you know, I showed you guys before the broadcast, the, the Batista and the uh, Josie Aldador Jersey. Yeah. Um, I want to give an example here. I have a Joe Sackick Colorado Jersey that I got for a really good price. Um, what else? I got a mighty ducks Jersey. I got the Buffalo uh, goat head Jersey and autograph Miroslav the tan. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. The, <laughs> the collection's kind of ridiculous, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I, I just keep checking, you know, I keep, you'll be surprised what you find at the thrift store. I found yeah. an autograph Curtis Foster, Philadelphia Flyers Jersey for 20 bucks. Oh, my God. It, 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 it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> what people give away there. Um, but yeah, the Jersey collection's gotten quite huge. Uh, I, there's only a couple jerseys I spent a big amount on. One of them is a really special one to our family. So Eddie Jackman, of course, a legend in this town, uh, in the New York Rangers, uh, funny enough, grew up just, uh, just a couple blocks over from my mom and her brother, uh, like years back, whenever he would, uh, come back from the NHL season, he worked on the, he worked during the summer and would uh, spend time here in the yard with uh, my uncle and my mom. And, uh, you know, uh, I happened to see a jersey uh, posted on Facebook Marketplace, and it was an Eddie Jackman, and it was signed. And wow. I had to go for it. it mm-hmm. 120 bucks was 100% worth it. 100%. And uh, just, a quick, just a quick little story about Eddie Jackman. So my uncle, who's sadly passed away a few years ago, um, he liked to make puzzles. And one of the puzzles he had, was a puzzle picture of Eddie Jackman making a save on a Montreal Canadian. My mom thought it was Guy Lafleur. It very much was not. <laughs> I, I think we all know what Guy Lafleur looks like. <laughs> uh, but he made that picture and they had it framed. And we uh, just so happened to bring it to his funeral uh, when it was happening. And guess who happens to show up to the funeral? Eddie Jackman himself. Wow. And the, on, the sad part is we didn't have anything for him to sign it. Cause we were like, Eddie's here. We got to get him to sign it. Right. So one of our family members was able to track Eddie down with a Sharpie, took it to his house. He brought it back and it was signed to Norm 
uh, all my love for something of that oh, nature. Amazing. But That's like, awesome. man, like, what are the what odds? a wicked Ed, story? Yeah, yeah Ed, Eddie Jackman is a legend in the city in the New York Rangers, and that jersey is going to stay in the collection forever. I yeah. I don't care. I don't care if I sell every jersey. That jersey's not going anywhere. Love that. that that's my magnum opus. Love that. I love that. What love a it. sick story. I, I mean, we got to get like CTV news or so, someone's got to come check this. <laughs> yeah. this is crazy. Trust, Maybe- trust me. They don't want to see, but they'll <laughs> shape my ribs in right now. This room's getting renovated this summer. So there's, there's cool. going to be a few changes, but uh, yeah, the, the Jersey collection is uh something to behold for sure. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. If you had to go with a top five, um jerseys could could you could you i i might be able to um number one the eddie jackman 100 percent um number two i probably have to put the sackic because there there's some jerseys that have certain kits to it this is the authentic one with the uh with the twirl in it i'll you know i'll show you guys later on if you want um and, you know, I have jerseys from, like, players we used to have, like Connor Lee, Doug Blaisdell. I have their jerseys as well. Um, you know, the James Neal one as well. I've got a, I've got a Rick Nash jersey from, like, when they had the old CBJ logo, yeah, like, during this season. Sick, uh, I had it done by uh, by Dawson from uh, ProRam as well. They did the an best. amazing job with that kit. Um, Man, there's just too many to pick from, to be honest. <laughs> but my, I mean, my collection ranges from the NHL. I've got some American Hockey League. I even got an East Coast Hockey League jersey, if you can believe it. Oh, that's the Mighty Ducks one is definitely up there. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got the Tarasenko um, retro jersey, like the blue one with the red on it. Yeah. Like, and yeah, this collection is just what a collection. Unbe- it's unbelievable, crazy. honestly. The, the <laughs> deals I found, it's it's amazing how big this collection has gotten. Uh, my wallet's not very happy, but I am. That's all that matters, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, amazing, amazing. Um, all right, Tom. Right before uh, we cap this off, I'm gonna send it over to Roberto for our fast five. So five rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to the top of your head, let it rip, and uh, and we'll go. So Roberto, take it away. Yeah, and I was going to say we'll start with an easy one, but this actually might be almost har- more difficult or harder <laughs> than the Jersey one. So uh, first one, favorite Sudbury Wolf of all time. Oh, wow. That, that is a pretty tough one. Um, I, I got to go with uh, Sebastian Dam, 100%. He was a cornerstone for that Love team it. in goal. Some people would be like, oh, how could you not pick Ukepeka Lukanen? I mean, I got a real big talking from Mike Camito for <laughs> – not, not putting Luke in it on my all-time list, but I mean, without Sebastian Dam, that team probably wouldn't have made the final. 100%. 100%. Agreed, yep. Uh, dream travel destination. Ooh. Right now, because of the circumstances, Chicago, 100%. Okay. Uh, in the United States, for sure, Chicago to watch Isaac play. Um, in Canada, I would say Calgary, because our one of our first billets is from Calgary. He's got family out there. His father, uh, Jerry Pender, used to play on the Blackhawks and used to play with uh, with the Golden Jet, uh, Bobby Hall, believe Wicked. it or not. Oh, super Wicked. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, favorite Sudbury Wolves memory? <sighs> There's too many. Um, honestly, my favorite, I would have to say Quinton Byfield's hat trick in overtime against the Mississauga Steelheads. Yeah. That was one of the first games I've ever called for the Sudbury Wolves. 
And for him to pick up his first OHL hat trick in overtime against Mississauga was a really special call. Uh, that's something I hold in my memory bank forever. A lot of, you know, I think a close second would be Matt Diaz scoring in, uh, in overtime to send the Wolves to the big dance. Yeah. But no, Byfield in overtime, man, to pick up the hat trick after the Wolves were down four to two. I, w- I had goosebumps and I had to call a Canadians game that night and I was hoarse the entire broadcast. It was bad. <laughs> oh, I, well, how, could, how could you? No, right. Yeah. Uh, side question, actually. Do you have okay. a Belleville Bulls jersey? Uh, Dude, do you, do you have no idea how bad I need a Belleville jersey? It, that it one is one of the nicest the jerseys time. all time. One of the nicest I mi- jerseys all time. Yeah. I miss the Belleville Bulls, man. Yeah. Amazing jersey, great fans. Now they got the Belleville Senators, but it's nothing compared to the Bulls. Yeah. There was actually one posted not that long ago, but he wanted 150, and I'm like, that's a hard pass. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, okay, a couple more. Favorite Northern Ontario arena? Favorite Northern Ontario arena? Uh, this one's a – this one might surprise you guys. It's not even an OHL rink. I'm going to say – the igloo in Iroquois Falls. Uh, oh, wow. The, okay. the Iroquois Falls Eskimos, or pardon me, the Abitibi Eskimos, they were then the Iroquois Falls Eskies. They're now known as the Timmins Rock. That arena is out in the middle of nowhere, but oh my gosh, what a gorgeous arena that was. Uh, I hated that freaking train whistle. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but honestly, they had like a full-on like buffet. They had amazing Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. And that wow. arena... Honestly, it's it's a really nice northern barn. I'm not sure if you guys have ever been up to it. Unfortunately, yeah. they're not in the Noge anymore, but what a gorgeous arena that is. Yeah. I, yeah. I would think a close second has to be GFO Memorial Gardens. That's something Sudbury's been needing for a long time. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Uh, and last one, uh, favorite Sudbury restaurant. Ooh, wow. There's uh, there's quite a few. Uh, lately, I've been really into Lot 88. Okay. Um, great spot. They they got some great burgers and wonton nachos are great, but uh, I think you got to go with the classic townhouse. Nothing beats a townhouse burger, boys. I always get the bistro yeah. burger with the uh, with the aioli and the onion strings. Nothing beats it. It's awesome. unbelievable. Awesome. Love it. Good stuff. Well, listen, Tom. Uh, it's been an absolute blast uh, having you on the podcast. Um, I mean. We go back to the days where we were given high fives as young kids. Oh. Um, you had fives <laughs> at the Walls rink. You um, know, Alex, I'm not going to lie. I was actually thinking, uh, you know, I was telling them, uh, I was telling the boys, Nolan and Mitchell, that I was going to be on with you guys. And uh, they they know who you guys are, which is amazing. And oh, uh, cool. I, I couldn't help but mention Fabio Belli because they didn't even know who he was. I mean, you know, like he looked up to you like you were his son, Alex. Like you were you're doing what he tried to do years ago before he sadly passed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, honestly, it's, uh, I just had to get that little piece in there. Appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it, it's been a blast. And I mean, seen from when we were giving the high fives out to, to now you're calling games. I mean, it's a, it's a cool feeling. So, yeah. um, you know, th- thanks so much for coming and chopping it up with us. Um, it was, it was an absolute blast. Boys. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, definitely open to doing this again. Uh, and, uh, if you don't mind, I want to plug my socials really yeah, quick. Of course. Uh, yeah, of course. If, if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me TJM underscore play by play. That's TJM underscore P L A Y B Y P L A Y Twitter and Instagram. Love it. All right. Love it. Go follow the socials. Love it. <laughs> Tom. 
Yes, that interview with Thomas Mercier was sponsored by Silvercross. Silvercross Sudbury is ran by the best people from the Sudbury region. They sell new and recycled home and healthcare equipment. From stairlifts to scooters, you name them, they got them. Silvercross Sudbury is ran by first-class people in the name of Dean and Chantel Jacqueline, and they proudly serve North Bay, Espanola, the Manitoulin Island District, and of course here in Sudbury where, where they are located on 760 Notre Dame Avenue. Call them at 705-222-0700. That is 705-222-0700 for any healthcare need, and they will hook you up. Thomas Mercier. Yeah, I didn't so get again, a chance yet to yeah. listen to um, the audio for the interview. I was absent for that uh, part of the interview, but yeah. I, I, I guaranteed you and Roberto did a phenomenal job. But what I wanted to ask you, and obviously thanks for him to coming on, I wanted to see, obviously people have already heard it, but what did he say about my Toronto Maple Leafs? He said it's a very special group. They're, they're a special okay. group. Yeah, they're okay. a special group. Um, and it, I believe he just, don't put your hopes up. That's kind of okay. kind of his his take on it. Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, he, he did talk about goaltending, all this all okay. this stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was a good chat. Um, Subway Sports is not the same without this guy. I wanted to say that too. Oh, 100%. And, and he jo- we joked about it. Like I said, he was a staple. And he's like, I find that flattering. It's, it's funny. He's yeah, I don't think I am. It's a dude, you absolutely are. Like, it's yep. it, like 100%. The, it doesn't go around with him. That's that's the thing. So he's a, he's the engine. So again, it was it was a treat to talk to with him. Again, we, we go back, me and Tom back in the days of the Wolves game. We were younger, giving high fives in the tunnel when Felino, all those guys were playing, and now he's he's doing great things um with them. So again, big shout out to Tom. Thanks again for coming on. Won't be uh the last time we have him on, that's for sure. Um, okay. Corny's were you would you rather? Tommy yes. Vlahos, you you've gotten the call once again to hop on the cornies. Uh, would you rather? So, before we uh, get into that, let's talk to you about cornies. They are a legendary family business. They just re-upped with the boys. We thank them so much for their support. Um, they offer all things office supplies and more. They're locally driven, customer focused, and offer everyday low prices that are affordable and offer the best quality. Visit their store at 67 Elm downtown or online at www.cornies.com. Go check them out. Thank you again to Cornies. Okay, Tom. All right. So I got would you rather four questions for you and they're sports related. Okay. So would you rather, Alex, win the World Series or the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Why? I... It's a good. It's a good question. I guess I might be backtracking now, but the Super Bowl is the Super. I think the Super Bowl, like the other biggest. than the Stanley, other than the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup is just the best to us. But the the Super Bowl is the biggest, it's huge, the biggest, the biggest stage. one to win, right? So I think okay. I think winning Super Bowl above all else is, yeah, I would go with Super Bowl. Okay, I'm with you. Which team would you want to win it with? That's not one of my questions, but. Like QB for like the Bills maybe or something. Bingo Bills. Bills. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Bills Mafia win. And imagine the Jays being like, yeah, a third baseman for the Jays or something. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say. I was gonna say MLB because they have a Canadian team. But I mean the Super Bowl, a way nicer trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one I got for you. 
Would you rather have a long average playing career or have a short, fantastic career cut short by injury? Well, when we're talking about short, fantastic, what does that mean? Like you Probably have- like four years, maybe one, or like won the goal record one year and then got hurt. So no championships? Let's say no championships. Well, then I would go with the, a long, long average. Career, long average. Make more money. Yep. You know, you play longer. You have a good career. Yeah. yeah so the answer would be different if it's like the short one is if you win. The short one, you win like two cups in four years and you're cut short. See you later. I'm, I'm happy. I, I Okay. I'm with you so far. Okay, I have agreed with everything so far, but I, I don't know about this one. And I, I always like getting your take on this. So. Would you rather stay on a below average team, below average team, or join your rival and win a title with them? Oh, oh my God. That like, just hard. think, think, think of me for a second. 15 years in, diehard trauma police fan my whole life, played for them for 15 years, never won anything, and then go join the Montreal Canadiens, Boston Bruins, and win. So in that case, 15 years is a long time. You've paid your dues. You've paid okay. your dues. Yep. If you're a Kevin Durant, uh, that's where I'm thinking. Kevin. Okay, Durant this is the where- question though. Below average team. Like you, like, let's just say you're there in the league for 13 years and your team hasn't made the playoffs once. Okay. Then it makes it below average, easier. right? You're, yeah, if you're below average, you're not decision. making the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Then it makes the decision easy. Yeah. Yeah. I would go. Okay. I would, I would, sw- I, at some point you're going to want to win. So, okay. Imagine like, imagine like doing that though, like leaving an organization after, like yeah. Claude Giroux kind of done did that. Did but that. Yeah, he made a a cup finals what once? Yeah, yeah, and they lost to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Is that right Kane. about that? Kane. Yeah. Oh, yep. Showtime, baby. Okay, last one. Would you rather be a team player or a singular star in the league? I'm a glue guy. I'm a morale guy. Okay. Yeah. I am too, but then you think about like what you can do as a star, like no doubt. But it's it's a tough one. Yeah, it is. Because like the stars in every league now, I think are like team players too. No, am I wrong with that? Usually the team's best players are like captains, leaders. So it's like, yeah. Like McDavid's McDavid's the best player in the league, and for sure. he's also the team captain for the yeah. Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, right? no, I I I got you. I got so you. Can have, yeah. You can have both, but you could I guess both. if you say singular star, as in you're not very liked, and that's like, what I, what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, like an Evander Kane type of thing. Around those lines, maybe okay. not too extreme, that extreme, but yeah. Okay. That's all. Is that it? For. That's all you yeah. got. All right. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, well, good job, Tom. Again, another interesting. It always got me on my toes, so that's good. On to the BTB hockey pool. And wow, Oof. folks. Wow, wow, wow. There's just so much to talk about. Um, let's go. So, Tommy lost yep. to father. Polly V, it was an upset. Five seed beat the four seed. Polly's in the semifinals, Tom. What happened out there? <laughs> Just wasn't good enough, and it, it wasn't the guy you wanted to play in week one. Like, for a guy that's – he's literally 
on the barbecue midweek doing fantasy add-ons. I got a four o'clock. He's looking at it at noon on his lunch break. Like a guy that couldn't be more dedicated to Yahoo fantasy. So uh, I'm going to use this as me saying I can't win my own hockey pool. Um, but I did put my best effort forward. I did use my add-ons or my waiver pickups, not my add-ons. And I, I still came up short. So we'll have to reevaluate apologies on the, uh, the center point system. And maybe think of a different, maybe not different format. Maybe we go to like categories. I was in a league with my brother and you have to win the the goal category to get a point, uh, an assist category, and then, you know, plus minus shots. So it's, it's pretty cool category wise. So. Okay. I, uh, unacceptable, but Hey, I'm facing the music again, this episode with my master's picks and losing to my dad in fantasy. It's tough. Um, it's it's tough. But yeah, and anyone else is tough. It's just to see you advance to the next round is. Uh, so I mean, it can, before it can we be get to better. that, before we get to that, um, number one, <laughs> Max Whitehead only lost two games all year. Beat Brett handily. The Mason Savage wagon did come to a screeching halt after um, Roberto beat him, and I did beat the reigning champion. James Green, I was uh, I, I was making moves on moves to get uh, a close to win, and and we got it done. So I'm playing Roberto right now. I'm down by 15. It's going to be a tough stretch. I have to make a lot of moves. We'll see what happens. Um, and Whitehead is projected to beat Paulie. It is tight. It's about a eight point gap right now. Um, so we'll see what happens. We could potentially have. Uh, no, no, I was going to say we could have an all BTB final. We will not have that. Thank God we can't have that in our own pool. But I think one and two, I mean, I'm going to try my hardest, but I think one and two will be, they're the best teams all year. I think uh, Roberto and uh, Max will play against each other, but we'll see what happens. And that's the BTB hockey pool wrap up. Um, anything else? Tom? We're on to, we missed it now. Did we miss anything from last week? Actually, before we go, pond hockey. If you haven't signed up for yes. pond hockey, go. Yes. Um, they're they're doing a uh, silent auction for Marcus Foligno jersey, uh, which is awesome stuff. So go check out pond hockey on the rocks. If you haven't signed up, go do it. Um, they're hosting that NHA. It's gonna be an amazing um time there. Anything else, Tom? Um, from we missed it. I'm trying to think. I'm gonna give you the ad read, and I think I got something for you. Okay. Uh, so just missing this company specializes in comfortable and affordable streetwear, not to mention Alex, this, uh, this individual that started the company is actually part of the podcast right now as well. Roberto Bagnano, what an addition to the BTB family, uh, just missing helps bring awareness to youth mental illness with the brands, not alone line, raising funds for organizations, providing mental health resources to youth in Ottawa and soon to be in Sebri. Visit their website, their website to check them out at www.justmissin.com or check them out on their Instagram page at justmissin. When you do purchase Just Missin, led by Roberto Magnato, has set up our BTB fans and listeners up with a promo code. At checkout, type in the promo code BTB20, that is BTB20, for 20% off all apparel. A deal you can't beat for already affordable clothing. Uh, I think you mentioned you know, where to find us or something like that earlier in the episode about our website. All our merch that we did with Roberto has is on our website. You can find our, our BTB special edition, edition hoodie, our BTB junkyard dog shirts, 
maybe another t-shirt coming up in the weeks to come for the NHL playoffs. Not going to say anything about that, but very excited to announce it's quite of, you know, it's been a work in progress with a lot of things, but there will be uh, golfing merch coming out. Um, I'm going to say in a couple weeks, Love it's it. finalized. We're just working a little bit on the hat. Um, but the other product or line we're releasing will be out soon. So Love I'm it. excited for our listeners to see that. And obviously me and Roberto have been working pretty hard on, uh, on that. And it's thank God Roberto has this clothing company. Cause without that, we wouldn't, wouldn't be able to have any merchandise. So hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Roberto has been a fantastic addition for sure. Um, what, what we missed is talking about, it is a, for sure. It is a shoo-in that the Toronto Maple Leafs are in the playoffs again. They clinched. Now, am I ecstatic about who they're going to play? Absolutely not. Am I nervous as hell they're going to match up against the Boston Bruins and I'm going to have to face the music from the whole Dawson Reale family? Absolutely. And not to mention your dad. I've been very quiet with your dad the last couple of months on Facebook purposely for this reason. Now, do I think the Leafs have enough to get through the first round? Yes. Do I think it's based on history, they're not going to win? Absolutely. Am I nervous as hell for it? Yes, because what we're thinking of doing is doing a little BTB viewing party for the Leafs first, maybe not all the games, maybe one or two of the series just to get some clips of me freaking out when they get scored on our blow lead or Matthew scores three in a game. But I think we missed uh, we missed that. We missed talking about I'm going to have to either go through another heart, you know, break or just being finally so enjoyable that or I guess enjoyable and joyful that they pushed through the first round before we cap off this episode yes. is getting through the first round enough for you this season good question i think for more than half of the least fan base i'm gonna say yes but this fan base including myself is so lost, you know, that they can win two series and lose in the no, they can go all the way to the finals and get swept, and they're still gonna torch this organization apart. Hundred percent. That's that's why I'm asking. Like, this I team's think, supposed yeah. to be a Stanley Cup contender, right? You get through the yes. first round and then you lose. Yeah. Then what happens? Right. Yes, yes. I think just because of you know, their history in the last couple of years with this core group and, you know, Dubas is back against the wall. I think winning a, a, a series is satisfying enough for me. Okay. A series, Jim, like it. Okay. That's all I'm asking for. And then who knows what can happen? It's always that first round for them. Like yeah. we've never seen this core group past the first round. So like, I don't know. You got Jack Campbell hot. Matthews actually starts producing in the playoffs. Same as Marner. They're two yeah. of the best players in the league right now. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, but when it matters. I mean, yeah, hopefully they don't shy away. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. We'll see, I think, though. I think we'll cap it off with that, folks. Um, that's going to do it for episode 59 of Behind the Bench. Again, thank you for coming on the ride. Episode 60, I can't believe it, will be next week. Um, yeah, that's about it. Golf season's uh, around the corner here, so can't wait for uh, all the content and everything. So stay tuned. We'll chat with you later. Episode 59. Oh.
Sun this morning. 